Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to, or welcome back to, another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Can you believe we have crossed the new year? It is 2020, and uh, every single conference you go to this year is going to have the theme 2020 Vision, uh, or something of that manner. But uh, I hope that you are looking forward with 2020 Vision to what you're going to accomplish this year. And I hope you're adding cool things entrepreneurs do to your regular habits, because I started this podcast so that I could have access, and thus along the way you could have access, to really cool people who are doing smart things in the world of business. Because I am sure of one thing, and I've been sure of this for a long time, but in 2020, I am more sure of it than ever, and that is success leaves clues. So when you have the opportunity to get around people who are successful, they can't help it. They leave an idea, a theory, a nugget, a concept behind, and you're able to walk along and pick up the ones that resonate with you and that will help you grow your business. And that's what I want to make sure that we do as we go into 2020. So today I am really excited because I am interviewing Farisa Knox, and she is the founder and CEO of RLM, which is a full-service advertising agency based in Chicago, Illinois. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that I am a huge fan now of Chicago, Illinois, because my oldest daughter and her fiance have moved to the beautiful Windy City. And uh, so Chicago is now my second home. Uh, I've been there like four or five times in the last four or five months, uh, both to visit my daughter, but also to work and, uh, and, and speak at some conferences and do some training for some companies. And I'm interviewing Farisa. I'm actually going to meet her. We're interviewing in early December. I'm actually going to meet her next week because I am speaking at her Vistage group. So I'm going to get to meet her and about 12 of her closest CEO friends next week. Uh, by the time this airs, Farisa and I will be old friends. But as we do That's this interview, cute. we haven't met yet. So Farisa, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever had such an amazing like intro. <laughs> <laughs> People always tell me, they go, oh, I, I, I sound so good the way you introduce me. Yeah. Uh, well, you are doing really, really cool things, and I'm looking forward next week to meeting you in person. But I don't really read like the bios that you, you fancy ad agency and PR people send. Uh, I like people to sort of be able to introduce themselves and give us a little uh, nugget of their story. So what's your background, Farisa, and how did you get to founding RLM? And, and then we'll ask you some questions about the company. Yeah, yeah. So um, although I live in Chicago, and Chicago is home for sure, I'm a New Yorker born and raised through and through. 
and um, the product of an immigrant dad from the Caribbean and a mom from Harlem. And I, I think, and I say that because like that is the foundation of my personality and like the hustle and the grit that I was organically born with. Um, I had to figure out a lot of stuff on my own, including the college, you know, navigating that process and how to figure out what you want to major in and all that. So my entire professional career from college all the way on has been me just figuring things out like by the skin of my teeth. So I didn't ever set out to be an entrepreneur or build a business. My main goal, once I figured out, okay, you're going to be an adult one day and you have to work to make money and support yourself. My main goal was just to be the best version of whatever it is that I picked. I just wanted to be known as someone who was really good at their job, uh, reliable, fantastic, and maybe be someone's boss one day. <laughs> um, and it that, that uh, curve kind of bought me organically to running my own business. And it was completely by accident that I started my first company. Uh, it was 2008 when the whole world was plummeting, like, you know, the economy was a, a mess. Uh, but on the other side, we were getting our first black president. So I was all, yeah, I was like super excited and I was in transition personally. I didn't, you know, my company I was working for was going bankrupt and I could sit with myself for a minute and say like, what do you, what's your dream job for So what do you want to do now? And I was only 26 years old. So it was really then my fiance, now husband, who just whispered in my ear and said, what if you start servicing some of your clients that you have just, you know, out of the house, figure out if you can make $30,000, $35,000 next year. If you can do that, then I say it's worth it to just do that until you can figure out what your dream job is. And that's how RLM started. So let's back up just a little step. What types of jobs did you have after college? First of all, where'd you go to college? Yeah, I went to Christopher Newport University. So that's on the East Coast in Virginia, near Virginia Beach. It's in Newport News. Mm-hmm. Um, my family moved from New York to Virginia when I, my like second day of high school, which is like not something I would recommend. <laughs> Just what time. every high school freshman wants. We're moving out of New York to Newport yeah. News, Virginia or wherever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe? I mean, I tell people today I'm 38 years old, but my first year in high school was legitimately the hardest year of my life. <laughs> um, and so from from school, I majored in communications. Like I figured out very early on what my passions were. I knew from a child that I loved writing poetry and creating content before that was like, you know, content creation, just making stuff, talking, communicating Uh, music, just all the things that people want to live for um, was like my passion. So when I read the description of what a communications major was, that was organically me. So I decided, let me major in that, focus on classes that I love. Advertising became something that was just organically perfect for me. My first job was an ad salesperson at a radio station in Mm -hmm. Richmond, Virginia. I was like this New Yorker, Caribbean girl selling classic rock um, ads and like literally music I had never heard before in my life, Uh, (laughs) you know, Pink Floyd and all these guys that now I can list. But before I was like, who, what? (laughs) Selling ads, running around Richmond, you know, in my car. So... Awesome. So, so around 2008, you, you started, you know, at your kitchen table. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So how did RLM then start and where are you today? Yeah. So... 
from 08, we, uh, it was me, I was employee one of one, and I was doing everything, uh, just getting new clients, uh, recircling back on relationships that I had built, right, at advertising agency agencies as a salesperson, and building the business. I was simultaneously planning my wedding and started thinking, um, how do business owners go on honeymoons? How do business owners go on vacations? Uh, and it was that moment where I realized I had to decide if I wanted to build a business or if I wanted to be like a freelancer with clients, right? And have it all be about me. And I made the decision very early on. This was about six months into the company that the company was going to be bigger than what I could hold in my hands because otherwise I was going to be a slave to the business instead of growing something that could live and breathe without me. So 11 years later, um, I have, depending on the day, between 10 and 15 employees. Um, we've serviced now, I mean, countless brands and, and partners um, within the healthcare space, within the recruitment space. We do a lot in the political arena, um, a lot of uh, retail stuff as well. So we've grown and we've done amazing things. And Beyond Media can really service a client uh, from a full spectrum, from strategy to creative to even insights and behavior stuff for consumers and really do package it in a full service agency way. That's awesome. So now that you've been doing this for 11 plus years, what do you love about the life of entrepreneurship? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's probably the thing that most people are scared of when you think about entrepreneurship. I love the fact that the future is so unknown, right? I am a person that I would get super bored if I knew exactly what was going to happen every single day. So the fact that the future really is up to me and I can wield and grind it in the direction that I want it to go in is a really fun, thrilling feeling for me. Uh, is it scary? Absolutely. But <laughs> I don't let fear stop me from just moving forward with my goals and aspirations. And it allows me to think big and, and figure out, okay, there's no such thing as impossible. It's just a matter of how do I break this big idea up into chunks so that it's reasonably you know, attainable. So what were some of the big struggles that you faced early on? Oh man, um, well, I didn't know anything about running a business. I mean, I just started, right? So one of the biggest things was understanding that not all money is good money. Not all clients are clients that you should have or should take on. Um, in the beginning, you want to take every dollar because you don't know where the next dollar is coming from. But as you grow and evolve past that, uh, some clients can, you know, bite you in the butt. And I've had lessons where folks didn't pay and you know that has to come out of your pocket and that's hard that's hard to navigate but then it helps you learn the lesson of how to how to really figure out if this is a good client for you or not mm -hmm. so that was one of the first big lessons and then dealing with the finances you know understanding that you have to have relationships with banks and get getting lines of credit and loans and that kind of thing where no company is really built on your clients pay you and that's enough money to pay all the bills and grow the company. That's not how it works. It's not a household. It's a business. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So what advice then do you have for people who listen to the show who think this is the year, 2020 is my year, I'm, I'm gonna branch out, I'm gonna start my own business, whether they do it on the side or whether they go full time, what advice do you have? Honestly, I when I meet people, their number one uh, issue is they don't know how to get started. And I, I, my advice on that is literally, it sounds so simple, but just get started. You don't have to start at the perfect step. You just have to start somewhere. Uh, if you want to have a business, then you start telling people that you have a business and that this is what you do and this is how much it costs and this is how you do the job. And then you'll start to get customers. You'll start to get clients. And I think people get stuck on, well, how do I start a business? It started as soon as you think it started. So how important do you think it is for people who want to run their own business to really have a good understanding of themselves and to actually like themselves? Ooh, that's a fantastic question. Um, I think, so like yourself is like, that's a conversation maybe for your therapist, right? But <laughs> believe in yourself is something that I would say is a necessity. Um, you have to believe that you have the ability to do the things that it takes to start and grow and run the business. Uh, you might not be the right person to take the business from, you know, wherever you're able to grow it to, to that next level. But if it's your idea and your passion and you're the right one to start it, right? Start it and grow it to as big as you can, as big as you want it to be, and then start to incorporate other people who can help you take it to the next level, um, but yeah, you have to believe that you have the ability to do that because otherwise, you know, people, people are going to be naysayers all along the way and you have to be able to ignore all of that. Yeah. You're not kidding. There's a lot of naysayers who pop up when you decide to start your own business in there. Yeah. Because, and it's like out of fear. I know why, you know, most people are afraid of everything that's scary. So instead of them just owning their own fear, they try to project their fear onto you and say, oh my God, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure that's a good idea? You know, how are you going to do this? And it's like, yes, I'm sure. And I will figure it out along the way. And the unknowingness of it isn't enough for me to not try. So uh, I go in and speak with company teams about the gap that exists between potential and performance. And you know, because you know, you've built your own business and you know, because you manage people that this gap is real. You know, there, there's potential and potential is great. I call it the paradox of potential because we get so excited about potential, but potential does not equal results. Yeah. So from your vantage point, why do you think some people who have potential are able to zip across that gap and achieve amazing things and other people who have just as much potential, they sort of fall into the abyss? Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, my, from my experience, it's, it's a couple of things. One, it's uh, the ability to think, right? So not everyone in their professional career or even in their personal life, you know, this goes back to childhood and who your parents are and all that, um, how they teach you. If you are not a skilled thinker, then you're unable to look at a situation for what it is, um, come up with all of the questions that need to be answered and then think through what those answers might be and then how to execute on the answers that you've come up with, right? Um, 
majority of people see that there's an issue, that there's a question, that there's something to be solved, and then get stuck on, I don't know the answer, instead of trying to think through, well, what are possible answers? Let me try this. If that doesn't work, let me try that. And, you know, thinking, the process of thinking. One thing that I've learned and seen as I've grown my agency and hired folks within the industry, even stolen people from other, you know, agencies and hired folks who are new to the industry and taught them, you know, what I know, um, some of the bigger corporations, no matter what field you're in, don't allow their employees to think outside the box, right? (laughs) You're hired to sit at a desk and press a button, the same button every hour, and then you go home and you get your paycheck. And then you come to work at a place like my agency or any of my companies, and we're like, throw all those rules away, crack open your mind, and let's actually use it for its full potential. And that is something that is scary to some people. It's legitimately scary. Well, and you'll hear this next week when I when I speak at your Vistage group, but one of the big pillars of what I talk about is about trying new things. And we get very excited, and if for good reasons, when we grow our companies, to put systems into place. But sometimes those same systems end up holding people back because it's like, ooh, your system for your job says do X and push the button nine times. Mm-hmm. Why would you push it 11 times? Exactly. It's like we can't break the system and then people wonder why their company can't grow. Well, the system can only get you as far as the system is set up. So try new things and kind of get out of that comfort zone is really, really important. So as you were talking, I was like taking notes and writing it down because I was really excited that that was what you said. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like a muscle. It's like working out, right? Like, If I want like cut abs and amazing, you know, calf muscles, but I don't do any new exercises, that's my my muscles are going to look exactly the same. So it's the same thing with our brains and our minds and like massaging that and building those muscles so that we can do different, better things. So you actually, in, in kind of conjunction with that answer and like a little thing you said, you talked about RLM or your other companies, you actually have more business than just RLM. You're, you're, you're trying new things. You have a brand new video production company. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So what are you wearing productions is like my baby. And really, it, it was grown and birthed out of the idea that I am an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm a businesswoman. I don't intend on creating any more companies. In the future, it's more about investing in like in, in young people and other ideas and that fit within the umbrella that I've kind of built here. But one of my other passions beyond, well, it falls under communications, is just production, right? Like telling amazing stories that inspire people in the most beautiful, um, aesthetically pleasing way, specifically for today's like modern young woman. Like that's the woman, that's the person that I'm obsessed with. So I love making content for her. And it started with editorial. I, I produced a podcast. Um, it's still on iTunes, actually. It's Candid Creator. Um, no new episodes, but I've evolved into now video production. And one of our biggest uh, productions so far is the reality show PR Girl that's on Amazon Prime Video here in the States and in the UK. And that was born out of paying attention to this modern woman, what she likes to be entertained by, And like her dream job being this like fashion publicist, like Samantha or on Sex in the City um, and living that lifestyle. So I thought, why don't I find three young women here in Chicago who are actually living as close as possible to that curated PR life and film them and tell their story and not have it be 
you know, in the salacious, like gross reality show way that some are producing where women can be on TV and be beautiful and be smart and be intelligent and not be fighting each other over like men or money or success. You know, there's enough of that to go around. You mean you mean you're not producing the real housewives of PR? Exactly. No real housewives table flipping. None of that. It's like, let's sit down and talk about how we can be helpful to each other. How can we inspire each other? How can we, you know, grow together? Can you repeat the name of the show that's on Amazon Prime? Yeah. PR Girl. So you go on Amazon, just search PR Girl, no space. Nice. I'm going to go look that up. So, <laughs> And you're not the demo, but hopefully you love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe my wife will be the demo. We'll yes. watch it. We'll, and your we'll, daughter, we'll, your daughter. That's true. I have, I have a 23-year-old and a 17-year-old daughter. So both They're of them. They're perfect, yes. They, they will probably maybe already know about it for all I know. So, so Farisa, you're delightful. I've got more questions for you. We're not letting you go anywhere yet. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. This episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Farisa Knox. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Farisa, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing in business right now? Ooh, honestly, so what I, I think everything, the real answer to that question is the coolest thing I'm doing in entrepreneurship right now is doing everything I'm doing in this body and this face and in this skin that God gave me because there is not many business owners who are 38 year old black women from New York, right? Um, Who can... Uh, build a business, start another one, have a husband, have two kids, and then also inspire like a future generation of young women who are of color to do and live their best life as well. And I, and I mean that and not in the way of be like me, but be their best version of themselves, right? So I uh, don't take the responsibility lightly of the fact that I get to wake up every day, build businesses, grow businesses, and gladly let people watch me do that so that they have another example of something amazing that they could aspire to as well. So let's talk a little bit about that, right? So I'm a, I'm a middle-aged white guy and, you know, privilege isn't lost on me. I understand. What are the things that young women of color or, or anybody who's facing sort of more of that, you know, I don't know what the right terminology is, but anybody who has to, you know, maybe face a little bit. Obstacles. Yeah, who have those types of obstacles. What are some of the things that they can do to succeed? Yeah. Um, Well, one of the things is to just understand and know that they're not alone, right? It's not, the the obstacles that we face aren't um, always recognized by other groups of people, right? So understanding that it's not made up in your head, you're not, you're not making up the fact that you're being treated differently than the person standing next to you. It is real. Um, but it's not something that is like a hundred percent 
prohibiting from achieving your goals, right? It just puts additional obstacles in our way, but they are 100% maneuverable. Like you can maneuver around these obstacles. So understanding and believing that is like the first piece of advice that I would give to be able to accomplish all the goals that you have. Um, from there, you know, trying your best to connect with people who are doing the same thing, who are trying. And that's part of the reason why I, you know, I'm happy to tell my story all the time because it does just that. It puts another face on the idea of business and entrepreneurship and growth. So what can we do to help break down some of those obstacles? Oh my goodness. Well, first it starts with just treating men and women equally, right? Where um, if we as women could just be treated as people in the world, then that would be a great start, right? Because we are, we're not men, but we're not less than men. We are equal to men. <laughs> and the same is true for the, the different, you know, color skin we all come in, the different hair texture we come in, the different body shapes we come in. We're all people, we're all different, but we're all equal. And I think that when people, the majority become okay with that idea, and that it doesn't take away from their spectacularness either, that we'll be in a better place. Well, sign me up to help get that message out. I don't know how to do it, but I think well, it's, even I think how it's what an you're doing, honestly, I think it's yeah. an I think it's an important message on all sides of these equations. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you um, you know have a podcast and you have a platform where people can speak their truth and be open and honest is like the first step because it's, you know, getting the message out from my perspective so that a new audience can hear it and, you know, maybe plant some seeds in people's minds. So Farisa, I love to ask the entrepreneurs who come on the show who it is they admire. Cause we could talk about you and all your businesses and the great things that you're doing to, 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 to help your clients and to inspire others. But really I think great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. So I love to find out when you look at the entrepreneurosphere, who do you look at and say, wow, she or he, they're doing cool things. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with women. Uh, well, two, two groups of people, women who are unapologetically just being themselves in the world, right? Whether they're entrepreneurs or not, because that gives me the fuel to keep doing that for myself. So as cliche as it sounds, for me, my list of women, my top three is probably Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, and Beyonce. All very different women, but three women who on purpose are waking up every day and being unapologetically themselves, right? And the results of that from a business perspective are monumental for all three of them, right? Now, the second group of folks that I admire are... You know, like right now, I'm working with a creative agency, uh, their founder, uh, to help grow them. They're a three-year-old agency. They kind of, I've adopted them. They live here in the office. Well, they don't live, but they work here at the office. And um, we're working on maybe like a, a holding company model where they become like a subsidiary to RLM. And this, this founder in particular, he's super creative and out of the box and when you meet people like that who are so inspiring to you uh, to, to, again, kind of grow that muscle in your mind, um, it just takes everything to the next level. So super creative people who also understand how to run and grow businesses 
are folks that I'm attracted to, whether they are three years into business or you know 30 years into business. Awesome. The other question I ask everyone who comes on this show is, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because making money is cool. We all want to do that. But I think we have to do more. If we're fortunate and yeah. those of us who get to, to run our own businesses, we're fortunate. I think we have to find our way to give back. So, so what do you do? Yeah. Well, personally, I, I lend my time and my, my finances to sitting on boards. Um, the two types of boards that I entertain are uh, like creative, you know, like the Joffrey Ballet Company here in Chicago, um, theater companies, um, artistic companies that are doing not just putting great art into the world, but they're reaching back to kids to teach them and expose them to art and and just uh, you know programs that they might not be exposed to because of the neighborhood that they live in or the family that they come from or how far away from downtown they live. Um, but on the other side of that, I really love helping uh, some of my friends who are also entrepreneurs and sitting on their advisory boards and helping them navigate some of the hurdles that you know I went through you know five years ago or seven years ago that now I have some of the answers for, right? My real passion point, like I said earlier, are young kids specifically, and then like young women, women of color, women in general, just the future. Like I'm obsessed with the future and the people who are gonna make it up and, and giving them the keys and the answers to be able to do it in a really great way, whether it be through education, exposure, or the arts. I think that's, I think that's awesome. So. How do people find you if they need to know more? If they're listening, thinking, I have to know who Farisa Knox is. Yeah. I, I need RLM agency. Uh, yeah. how, how do they find you? Well, lucky for them, I have a website. Um, <laughs> FarisaKnox.com is just all things general me, right? The businesses, some of the side projects I'm working on, um, and all of that. Uh, so FarisaKnox.com or RLM-media.net. Or just for fun, you know, follow me on Instagram at FarisaKnox. Nice. Well, I am so excited that I get to meet you in person next week. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your, your, your wonderfulness with everybody who is part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do community. Any last words? Um, go for your dreams, everybody. Seriously, it is cool to be an entrepreneur. It's scary. It's awesome. It's all the things that you think it is and a little bit more. So... Join the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you for being on the show. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we even have a podcast? It's all about y'all. And I hope that every time I bring a guest on, they can give you a little bit of inspiration, maybe an idea or a nugget that you can take, grab a hold of, and help it propel you forward. If you like this show, do me that favor of subscribing to it on iTunes. But more importantly, or I guess it's now called Apple Podcasts. Uh, do me the other favor though and go tell somebody because when I talk to people and say, how did you find the show? Almost everybody says, oh, I found it because my boss, my coworker, my mother, my father, my brother told me that I should listen to this show. And so do me that favor, go tell somebody else. It's the only way I'm gonna grow the audience. Hey, we're gonna be back in a couple of days with another episode and another interview with somebody just as cool as Farisa Knox. And you're thinking, how will you ever find anyone that cool? But I will. In the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there. Try new things. Make sure your ladder is against the right wall. And while you're at it, have a great day. 
Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.